awesome. Amen. Amen. So good to be with you here in this place, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time with the formalities of introductions. Uh, Jared kind of give that to you. Yeah, I'm the older brother, but I'm definitely the better looking brother. He had that, that messed up just a little bit. But it is an honor and a privilege to be here. I have been so excited uh, since he's asked me to come and be a part of this uh, revival with you tonight. And uh, I've been looking forward to it. And uh, I'm ready to just let the Lord have his way in this place tonight. Amen. So I'm going to move right on into the scripture. If you will, I know you've been standing, but can you stand with me one more time in this place? Mark chapter 10 is something I, I like to do when we read the scripture. Uh, pretty, uh, probably a familiar passage of scripture for most of us tonight. Mark chapter 10, verse 46. And I'm going to be honest with you, as I have been praying for the last few weeks on what the Lord would let me or wanted me to share with you tonight. I mean, it, I have struggled. And it wasn't until this afternoon, late in the afternoon, that the Lord finally began to speak and uh, led me to this message tonight. Mark chapter 10, verse 46 says, They came to Jericho, and as he was leaving Jericho, talking about Christ with his disciples and a large crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the road. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many warned him to keep quiet, but he was crying out all the more, Have mercy on me, son of David. Jesus stopped and said, Call him. So they called the blind man and said to him, Have courage, get up, for he is calling for you. I want to let somebody to know he's calling for you tonight. He threw off his coat, he jumped up and he came to Jesus. And then Jesus answered him, What do you want me to do for you? And he answered, Rabbani, or Savior. This is translations. This is the Christian standard translation I'm reading tonight. But he said, the blind man said to him, I want to see. And Jesus said to him, go, your faith has saved you. Immediately he could see and he began to follow Jesus on the road. I want to talk to you tonight about this man named Bartimaeus. But I want to talk to you with this thought in mind. When destiny meets desperation. Amen. When destiny meets desperation. Let's pray one more time. Father, we thank you again for this day, for the blessings of this day. I'm thankful, Father, for the privilege and the opportunity I have to, to be behind this pulpit and to be able to share this moment with this church and this congregation. Father, I just pray for the next few moments that you would anoint me as your messenger. God, anoint me to preach this word that you have placed in my heart tonight. I pray that you would anoint our ears to hear, that you would grant our minds understanding, God, and that our hearts would be open and yielded to you in this place, uh, that we would allow you to speak to us, uh, that we would allow you to minister to us, God, in whatever way that you see fit. I pray that your will would be accomplished in this place tonight, and I pray that not one person leave this place the way they came here, but that every person would leave touched by your wonderful hand. And we give you the praise and the honor. For it's in your name we pray. Can you say amen? Amen. Scripture tells us that this man Bartimaeus, if you remember the story, was excluded from most of the privileges of social and religious activities during that day. Scripture would tell us that he was excluded because we know that he wasn't whole. You see, in those times, Bartimaeus was one of those people that they considered to be damaged goods simply because he was born 
blind. I began to think about this this afternoon and, and with this message began to take hold and God brought me back here and I got to this point. And, and that just that, that, that jumped out at me when I read that he was considered to be damaged goods. I, I know that we live in a time and we live in a season where, where I see and we deal with people that, that the enemy's main goal is to try to get the people of God to, to believe or buy into the, the lie that if you've messed up or you've done something wrong or something has happened in your life that for whatever reason you are damaged goods that you have no purpose or that you have no destiny when I want to tell somebody tonight you are not damaged goods but you are a creation of the most high God you are fearfully and wonderfully made and you are a purpose of a person of destiny and a person of purpose and I've come by to tell Lot Road Church of God tonight Lot Road you are not damaged goods you are not a defeated church or a defeated people it doesn't matter what's happened in the past, what you've been through, how the enemy has tried to discourage, how he's tried to tear down. Sure, he don't want this church to flourish. Sure, he doesn't want this church to thrive. Why? Because he knows that when the light of God begins to burn in this place, that the darkness of evil cannot stand against that. So I want Lot Road Church of God to know tonight that you are not damaged goods, but you are a sinner that's been set on a hill in this community with purpose and with destiny. Give him praise in the house tonight. The name Bartimaeus literally means son of the unclean. The only way that he could make a living in his own hometown was through the demeaning occupation of being a beggar. Bartimaeus had no future. He had no hope. But all of that changed when this day Jesus came through the city. When you look, Mark apparently knew Bartimaeus well enough to mention him in his gospel. That's where we find this story. And this story is a powerful picture of what happens when destiny meets desperation. Do we have any desperate folks in the house tonight? Come on. I want to tell you. Things begin to happen when people get desperate. When the people of God get desperate, things begin to change. As we look quickly at the text, it says, And has he, Jesus, went out of Jericho with his disciples, a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. I want you to notice the first thing that jumped out at me when you read this story was Bartimaeus had to find somebody, anybody with eyes to see. You see, Bartimaeus is sitting on the roadside in the dirt with his cup held out as usual. Get this in your head. It's just another day. Bartimaeus is sitting here on the side of the road with his cup. He's begging alms, just anything that he can possibly get. And in my mind, uh, Pastor Jared, I can look up and, it, it, you know, as, as, a, as a person that has no sight, probably just staring out into the horizon but seeing nothing but black, just going through his day. And possibly this day, maybe, maybe things were a little slow to start with. 
Maybe Bartimaeus wasn't getting a whole lot of help, but he was just sitting there, just, just passing the time along. But then the scripture says, all of a sudden, they begin to hear some noise. And we know that when you have a, a, an impurity in, in one of your senses, uh, that they discover that your other senses are heightened. So in my mind, I, I can believe as Bartimaeus is sitting there, possibly he was the first one that could hear the sound and his ears begin to perk up as he could hear some sounds of excitement and exclamation rising from this crowd that was beginning to move through the city gates. And then all of a sudden, he could hear the, 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 the footfalls and the footsteps as they would come through the city. And finally, all of a sudden, I think that curiosity got the most of Bartimaeus when he asked the question what's going on what's happening what what's taking place what what is this commotion that I hear but you see understand when when and before when Bartimaeus or anyone that was considered unclean as he was would would ask questions or try to engage or interact they were told to hush be quiet you, you, no go back to your place just, just go back to what you were doing See, Bartimaeus knew something was happening. Something was different on this day. So he asked the question, what's going on? What is all the noise about? See, Bartimaeus didn't know for sure, but he was determined not to miss his moment. He was determined not to miss a chance. And when he hears that it's Jesus, Bartimaeus begins to think, well, maybe if, if he's this close, if it's the Jesus of Nazareth that I've heard about that's able to perform miracles, if it's, if it's that guy and he's this close, then, then, then I've got to do something. I've got to get his attention and, and, and I, I've got to grab a hold of him. I can't miss this moment. I can't miss this opportunity. And I believe that, and this is just me as I'm looking at this story, that he may have even issued a warning to the crowds that was nearby. He may have said, hey, I'm sorry. Y'all going to have to excuse me for just a minute because what I'm about to do may embarrass you. And I can look in my mind thinking, they're saying, Bartimaeus, what are you talking about, man? What, what are you about to do? What, 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 what are you talking about? What's the matter with you? What, what, what are you going to, what's going to happen? And I'm thinking in Bartimaeus' mind, he's saying, if this is the Jesus, if this, this is him, if this is the man, then I've got to do something. And the scripture says that he cries out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And I don't believe that it was a quiet call, or I believe that it was a passionate call. And you know what, as I, I have been, been, been watching you guys on, on live stream and, and your worship and being able to be here tonight, uh, man, I love it. Uh, I love that passionate uh, and loud uh, worship. Uh, I, I love that, that you come to the front and, 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 and you worship and you get into the presence of the Lord. Uh, you know, I, I pray, uh, and it's my passion and it's my desire uh, that, that God would stir our hearts, uh, that we would worship like that, uh, and that we would embarrass some folks in the church. Come on, uh, because I believe we've gotten to the point uh, where we've gotten satisfied uh, and complacent uh, and lukewarm uh, and comfortable where we are. Uh, but Bartimaeus said, no more. If this is the man uh, that I have heard about, uh, then I'm not going to miss my chance with him. Uh, and he began to cry out, Jesus, uh, son of David, uh, have mercy on me. And I can imagine the, the crowd there, their response. Uh, Brother John was, Bartimaeus, you've got to sit down and be quiet, man. 
can't be doing that in here. You can't be hollering like that. These folks going to think the beggars have took over the city. My God, I wish the beggars would take over the church. Come on. I wish the lost folks would take over the church. That's what the church is for. Uh, it, well, we've turned it into something that it's not. Uh, I told my folks Sunday, we've got this thing backwards. Uh, we've got to take the church uh, to the city uh, and bring the city uh, to church uh, because the church was established for those uh, that are hurting and that are lost uh, and that are in need, uh, and we're missing it. No, y'all can't worship like that. we got visitors here today. Sister, you can't get loud like that. You can't huck a buck, chuck around. We got visitors this morning. They ain't never coming back. That's where Bartimaeus was at. Bartimaeus, you got to sit down, man. You got to be quiet. You, you can't be doing that. But if Bartimaeus had listened to his friends, he would have missed his divine appointment. I want you to get this. Most of us don't like living in the tension between the first cry and God's final response. What are you saying, preacher? We don't like it. You see, it wasn't God that answered Bartimaeus first. You see, Bartimaeus cried out and he said, Son of David, had mercy on me. But who did he hear from first? The crowd. They said, Bartimaeus, you got to be quiet. You can't do that. We don't like living in that space where we first cry out to God. And then we have to wait for God's response. Because you see, it's in those moments and in those times when we've cried out and we've poured out uh, that the enemy is there to say, hey, you need to sit down. You need to be quiet. You, 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 you've messed up too much. You, you've gone way too far. You, 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 do you remember? Do, do you know where you were? Do you, do you remember what you've done? And we hear the world get in our ears and the enemy begin to say, no, you're broken, you're damaged goods, your best days are behind you, your, your, your marriage is going to fail, it ain't going to happen, it's, it, it, it's over, you might as well throw in the towel, your family ain't never going to be the same, Yeah, you're never going to get healing, you're never going to get what you need, you might as well just sit down and accept they did their very best in that moment to dissuade Bartimaeus before destiny could transform him I want to tell you tonight if the first voice that reaches your ear says calm down I can tell you that that is not the voice of our father tonight we need to understand and realize that the enemy will do all that he can to hold us back and make us miss that appointment with him but Bartimaeus was desperate. The truth is that Bartimaeus' friends couldn't do for him what Jesus could do for him. They were offended by the beggar's cries because they perceived his cries to be distracting. Hmm. That's where we are, a lot of our churches. It's where we are. Oh, you got to quiet down, you got to calm down. The Son of God, he was attracted to Barnabas' cries because he didn't perceive them to be a distraction. <laughs> he perceived them to be worship. Come on. It wasn't a distraction to him. It was worship to him. 
I can, I can think in that moment uh, as his friends are saying, calm down, uh, sit down. Uh, his reply was, hey, buddy, uh, and this needs to be some of us. Uh, that it, I, I can just imagine, this is me preaching, uh, where he looked over there and he said, hey, uh, y'all need to be quiet. You're not the ones that are blind. Uh, you're not the ones that has a need here. Uh, but I heard uh, that Jesus of Nazareth is in the city, uh, and I got a need. Uh, so, no, I'm not going to be quiet. Uh, I'm not going to settle down, uh, but I'm going to go after him. Uh, and I'm going to cry out for him because I've heard that he can do what only he can do and you guys can't do nothing. Come on. He said, no, sir, I'm not going to calm down. I'm going to cry out. You're not the one. Listen, the next time somebody tells you to calm down, the next somebody somebody tells you that, that, that you're getting too wild or you're getting too crazy, we need to tell the devil the next time he tries to persuade us to, to calm down a little bit. Devil, you're not the one with the problem. You're not the one with the need. You're not the one with the addiction. You're not the one with the stronghold. You're not the one that's about to lose their marriage. You're not the one that, that's just lost their job. You're not the one that's worried about how we're going to pay the bills this month. Uh, you're not the one that, that has a lost son or a lost daughter uh, that's on their way to hell. Uh, you're not the one. I have a need. I'm the one who needs him. I had need a miracle in my life. Uh, and somebody said that he's nearby, so I'm not going to let him get close uh, and pass me by. Come on. Uh, I want to tell you tonight, Lot Road Church of God, uh, he is here in the house. Uh, he is passing through here tonight. Uh, and if you have a need, uh, you can leave here differently uh, than the way you came in I want you to catch something that, that, that blows my mind the scripture says that Jesus had entered the rebuilt city of Jericho from the other side of the city from where Bartimaeus was and he had passed all the way through the city all the way through think about it and he was never stopped by a single Pharisee by a lawyer, by a dignitary, or any other person in the city. Nobody else. He had walked from one end of Jericho to the other, and nobody in town stopped him. It took a blind man who was desperate to stop what was coming through the city of Jericho. It took a desperate man with a date with destiny. You see, destiny met desperation that day in the dust of a roadside. And Bartimaeus would never be the same. Come on. I want you to understand, Bartimaeus couldn't even see who he was chasing. He was incapable of effectively pursuing Jesus in the physical. He was blind. He couldn't even see this man. He couldn't see the crowd. He didn't know what was going on. He didn't know what was taking place. All he could see was darkness. But even though he couldn't see him, he heard that he was there. And it was this same Jesus. It was this same Jesus who turned the water into wine at Cana without even using any grapes. It was this same Jesus who took those two little fish and those five loaves of bread and he fed the multitude and he had food left over. It was this same Jesus who had healed the sick, who had raised the dead, who had already opened blinded eyes, who had already made the lame to walk and the mute to talk. It was this same Jesus 
Jesus. And I want to tell somebody tonight that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He has not changed. And what he done then, he will do tonight. Whatever you need in your life, he is able to do that. Never underestimate the power of one service. Because Jesus still stops to answer the cries of the hungry beggars. Aren't you glad tonight? He was the forgotten outcast. Most of the residents of Jericho had seen this beggar year after year. They had become blinded to his existence. You know, that's, that, that's, that's, what's, that's what's a lot of what's wrong with Christian folk today. We drove by their house so many times that we've become blinded to their existence. We don't even see the people that are right here, our neighbors uh, that are in our communities, that are in our cities, uh, that are lost and on their way to hell, uh, that the devil has control. We, we, we have passed them by so many times uh, that we have lost uh, our vision, we have lost uh, our desire, we have lost uh, the hunger for those uh, that are in need. Year after year they had, had passed blind Bartimaeus, but on the day that the Son of God would stop um, his uh, march to Calvary. Notice what was he was coming through the city. Uh, he was fulfilling his destiny uh, as he he was headed to the cross at Calvary, but in that moment, the Savior himself stopped what he was doing, and he said, wait a minute, I hear the cry of one of my children, I hear something, somebody's crying out to me, who is he, bring him to me. I want to tell you tonight, that the cry of his children will stop him in a moment. He recognized the cry of desperation. And Jesus is still stopping to answer the cries of the blind and the hungry. But I want you to notice, he don't ever stop for the proud. You got to be desperate. You got to be hungry. Well, I wrote, I believe without a doubt that God ordained this man to be here as your pastor. And that's not saying that because he's my brother. And God's got great things in store for this place. And you need to get behind him. Well, you just going, you just taking up for little brother now. No. I'm looking after you. I'm trying to help you. You don't want to miss what God's doing. You don't want to walk around here mad and, and haughty and jealous and, 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 and miss what God is doing. He doesn't stop for the proud. He stops for the desperate. Many times in the moment of our hunger, we don't know which way to cry out, what to say, what to pray, or what to sing. You ever been there? Bartimaeus didn't see Jesus until after he had received a miracle. But he had to take somebody's word for it. He had to take somebody's word. They could have told Bartimaeus it was anybody. He wouldn't have known. He's blind. He didn't have a clue. He had to take their word that it was Jesus that was there. I want to tell somebody, you may have to take someone's word that he's in the house sometimes. Whether it be the worship leader, whether it be a spouse, whether it be a pastor, but you need to pay close attention when somebody says he's here. You need to listen to that. And you need to press in and move. And in that moment, you need to reach out with all the passion and hunger in your heart. As the scripture says, you need to feel after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of 
us. Amen. And never underestimate the power of one moment in his presence. You remember the story? It was a 30 seconds. It was 30 seconds in the manifest presence of God that turned a murderer named Saul into a martyr named Paul. Somebody help me. Somebody here tonight. You may be on your road to an encounter with God that will alter your destiny so much that your name might as well be changed. Come on. You see 30 seconds. Just a brief encounter with God in his presence and he turned his life around. I want to tell somebody it doesn't take hours or months or years but if you'll get desperate for God and you'll push in and you'll pursue, you can have that counter and in that moment your life will never be the same. What did Bartimaeus do to stop the Messiah? Examine the words he sent from his heart to the ears of God. He said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Well, what did he do, preacher? He worshipped. He worshipped. Son of David, have mercy on me. With all the passion, hunger, and desperation in his being, he worshipped. And in that moment of worship, he grabbed the very attention of the Messiah himself. In the city of Jericho, the hunger of a wealthy but rejected businessman dangling from a tree and the unashamed cries of worship from a desperate beggar in the dust captured Jesus' heart. One of these guys was down and out, but the other was up and out. Desperate worship stops God in his tracks, no matter what social strata that it comes from. We are all equal in his sight. Come on, if God would stop his march to Calvary, if he would stop that long enough to change these two guys. And I'm talking about Barnabas, and if you remember in the same city was Zacchaeus, who climbed up in that tree that day, that had an encounter. You see, Zacchaeus was a wealthy man. He was the tax guy. He had it all. He had the big night nice home. Uh, he had all the fancy things. Uh, but here was Bartimaeus uh, just a beggar on the street. Uh, but Jesus loved them both the same. Uh, and in their moment of need, uh, in their moment of desperation, uh, he stopped what he was doing. Uh, and he visited both these guys. Uh, and he changed their life forever. Uh, so it don't matter where you come from. Uh, it doesn't matter what your bank account looks like tonight. Uh, it doesn't matter how many diplomas uh, is on your wall uh, or anything else. Uh, what matters is that God is looking uh, for a desperate heart uh, that'll cry out to him uh, and worship him uh, with all that they have within him. You know, I wish a lot of us would get tired of standing on the sidewalk of spectator Christianity while Jesus goes by. Come on. Somebody needs to get hungry and cry out to God. Somebody needs to get desperate enough to arrest the attention of heaven and say, God, I'm not going to let you pass me by. I thank you for what you've done, uh, but I'm desperate for what you can do. Come on, uh, Zacchaeus climbed the tree, uh, but Jesus invited himself uh, to Zacchaeus's house. Come on, uh, you get what I said? Uh, God plants the tree in your life, uh, but hunger. Uh, you see, it was a hunger uh, in Zacchaeus's uh, heart uh, that made him climb that tree that day. Uh, and then God creates the occasion, uh, and we've got to take advantage uh, of that. Uh, the Bible says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Uh, come upon it. Come upon him while he is near and in that moment God invited himself Jesus said Zacchaeus come down I'm going to your house today Zacchaeus didn't have to invite him he invited himself and that's what he'll do for you tonight 
And I'm, I'm getting ready. I want you to notice something very important, I believe, in verse 50 of our text. That Bartimaeus does. When Jesus says, go get him. Bring him here. And it says that, and he casting away his garments, he rose and he came to Jesus. When Bartimaeus got up to go where Jesus was, the first thing that he did, the scripture says what he's, he cast his garments to the side. What does the Bible tell us? That we have to throw away. We have to take off those things that so easily beset us. Amen? We got to cast away the old things. We got to lay them down. We got to let them go. Bartimaeus laid down his garments. Because if we're going to overcome the issues of life, we have to get rid of anything and everything that is keeping you from getting to where Jesus is. Come on. You got to lay it down. Now, I, I didn't get a chance to listen to the whole message last night, but I know there was something up here. Was it a bottle of water or something, Jared, that you said you wasn't drinking no more? I didn't know if it was poisoned or if there was something wrong with it. or Vinegar. When you lay it down, don't pick it back up. When you lay it down and you go to Jesus, come on. Be desperate enough to know that when you get there, in that moment, in that counter, you see it's when desperation meets destiny. If it's something that's holding you back in your life, you need to get rid of it. You need to let it go. You need to lay it down. When you go after him, you can't drag junk with you. You got to let it go. And you got to lay it down. Because when you get to where Jesus is, you're in his presence. And in his presence, great things can take place in your life. It's when destiny meets desperation. I have this in my notes, but I feel led to, to share this. Praise team, if you would come, or Brother Phillips, you would come play me some music. I'm getting ready to close, but I feel like sharing this. I had that moment in my life about probably four or five years ago. My moment where my desperation met my destiny. You see, at a young age, I was married at 19, had a, our first daughter at 20, went into the MIP, was called to preach, finished all of that stuff, got my license, began to preach, went into ministry. My first uh, full-time position was youth and children's pastor at a church. Left there, took my first church pastored a church for a while, pastored another church for a while. And then things happened in my life. And after almost, I don't know, 18 years of marriage, I think, I ended up doing something I thought I would never do. I may lose a few of you here, but I went through a divorce. Went through a horrible time in my life. I resigned my last church, and I come home, and I got a normal job, went to work for years. And my life just began to 
kind of spiral out of control. And I was raised, as Jared said, and we were raised in church all our lives. And I found myself doing things that I had never done before. Going places I had never gone before. And the devil had convinced me, Brother Philip, that my ministry and that calling was gone. It was dead. I'd never stand behind a pulpit again. I'd never preach again. I remember one night in particular. I was off on the road working construction. And like I said, I, even in high school, I mean, we were raised in church. And I didn't. I wasn't the guy to drink and party and do those things. And people knew that. just wasn't who I was. But I remember this incident. It's about 2 o'clock in the morning. I am sitting in a bar room. And it's one of those things that you see there's no windows. There's only a door that's open. And you see the smoke coming out and the neon lights glowing on the inside. One of those places. And I remember sitting there. And in a moment, I began to look around, and I seen these people. And I'll never forget this. But God began to speak to me and said, hey, I didn't create you. I didn't put you here to be one of these people. I put you here to help these people. And you see, through everything that I went through, through that whole dark time in my life, I want to tell you, he never left me. That scripture says that he'll never leave you nor forsake you. I promise you, that is the truth. Because that night, I'm telling you, I know the voice of the Lord. And that night, he was sitting right there in the bar room, right beside me, saying, Hey, I'm here. You were, you were created to help these people. And I remember several months later, it was a night in church, and, and that's, the, that's the good thing about it, is that I just, I kept going to church, and Lord knows I, I wasn't, I was far from a Christian. But God spoke to me, and he said, Brandon, if you're ready, I'm ready. And I said, God, at this moment, I'm, I'm Bartimaeus. I'm broken, I'm hurting. I'm lost. I'm miserable. I said, God, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm tired of this. I don't want this. And I got up and I went to the altar. And I had that moment where desperation met destiny. And God began to work in my life and begin to restore things in my life and begin to perform miracles in my life. You see, you don't just drop out of ministry for 10 years and then just decide, I'm, okay, I'm ready. Let me jump back in here. Let me go. Just don't happen like that. Well, it does when God gets involved. <laughs> because me and Another miracle in my life, my new bride. We were at Loosedale because that's my home church, born and raised there. Never dreamed I'd ever pastor there. 
but we were there helping with with kids ministry and just doing what we could and the pastor come in and told us he was leaving and and um you know i just began to pray at that point i was already praying about getting back into ministry but in my mind you see all of my my, my library my books all the things that i'd had for years when i was in ministry most of those were gone i'd give them away or i'd thrown them away because i didn't think i'd ever do it again and and I was praying, Lord, I, I know what you've called me to do. I know what you want me to do. But I don't know how in the world you're going to get me there. I, I don't see it. I don't, I don't know how. And I just began to pray. And the overseer and some of our church people asked about myself and Aaron. And I was like, I'd love to pastor And see, I went from a moment of believing that my ministry was over and that I'd never do this again to being pastor of Loosedale Church of God, which is a miracle because you just don't get those kind of churches when you've been out of ministry for that long. But I remember the overseer told me, he said, man, I'm going to be honest with you. I had somebody else in mind for that church. But I remember when the Lord spoke to me and said, hey, that's not my will. This is my will. You see, I believe that in that moment where I got desperate to the point where I said, God, I'm tired of this. I don't want to live like this. I don't want to carry this anymore. I can't keep going through this anymore. And in that moment, my destiny, his destiny, met my desperation. And God began to work in my life. And here I am tonight, standing here, doing what I love to do. I say it all the time. I have never been happier in my life. There's a peace, and I can only imagine. When Jesus said to Bartimaeus, Bartimaeus, get up. Your faith has made you whole. And in that moment when he began to see, I can, I can kind of relate that, that possibly maybe that excitement and the peace and the, that I have in my life was, was kind of similar. For the most first time in his life he could see, he had vision. I want to tell somebody tonight, I believe there's some folks in here that are desperate. You're desperate tonight. You're desperate for God to do something in your marriage. You're desperate for God to do something in your finances. You're desperate for God to do something in your life. You're desperate. You're searching for your destiny. Tonight, you can have that encounter with Him. And you can know your destiny. He can change your circumstances. Can you stand with me tonight? Whatever you have to do to get to Jesus, do it. Because when destiny meets desperation, miracles happen. Who's desperate tonight? Who's desperate tonight for a fresh encounter with Him? Who's desperate tonight? Who will say, Brother Brandon, I'm desperate. I'm desperate. Let me tell you tonight, there is no too far. 
You can't, you can't, you can't outrun his grace and his mercy. Not possible. I need to tell somebody, you can't go too far. You can't be too bad and you can't be too messed up. It's not possible. Don't let the enemy tell you that you don't have purpose or that you don't have destiny. you get desperate for him tonight when you begin to cry out he'll hear don't let anybody look down on you don't let anybody tell you you're broken you're damaged goods God's got something in store for you tonight he's passing through so I'm just wondering tonight is there anybody here that'll be like Bartimaeus that you won't let him pass through this sanctuary and leave and keep going but you're the one that'll stop and say whoa hold up Jesus Hold up. Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. Hold up, God. Before you leave, I've got a need in my life. Before you leave this place tonight, Father, I need you to touch me. Before you leave this place tonight, I need you to heal my body. Before you leave this place tonight, I need you to save my spouse. Before you leave this place tonight, I need you to take this addiction away from me. Before you leave this place tonight, I need you to bless my finances. Before you leave this place tonight, I need you to touch my family. Before you leave this place tonight, I need you to touch my home. Before you leave this place tonight, I need you to change my circumstances. Before you get out of here tonight, Father, I need you to do something in my life. I need a miracle. I wonder, is anybody here desperate tonight? Are you ready to meet him? Are you ready to walk in your destiny? Are you ready to walk in your purpose? Light Road Church of God, are you ready? Are you ready to walk in your destiny, to walk in your purpose as the church that God wants you to be here in this city? If that's you as this praise team begins to sing, I want you to step out from where you are. If you're desperate here, I want you to come meet him up around the front of this place tonight. If you're here tonight and you say, Pastor Brandon, I'm desperate. I need God to touch me tonight. Would you step out right now? If you need God to do something in your life, would you just come and begin to spread out around this place, whether ever how y'all feel comfortable doing it, to, but he's in this place tonight. I wonder if there's any desperate folks here tonight. Are you ready to meet him? Don't let him pass by. Don't let him leave here tonight. Go ahead, praise team. Begin to worship Father. I praise you tonight. I worship you tonight. I glorify your name tonight. I bless your name tonight. Father, I don't know about anybody else, but I'm desperate. I'm desperate. I'm desperate.